Soccer Podcast is BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man you know needs what? a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, no. Was Friday the um, first day of Comic Con? No, uh, Friday is day two. Thursday's day one. Okay, and you went you you went to both of those ones? Uh yeah, yeah. I was there Thursday and Friday. Uh, today is my day off, and I go back tomorrow for the last day. What did uh, Thursday and Friday have to offer for you? Thursday, um, me and uh, my buddy Kevin there. We dressed as uh, William and Ryan McPoyle from Always Sunny, so <laughs> we were walking around a convention center filled with thousands of people in our bathrobes and whitey tighties, and uh, nice. that was an experience. Um, but it was fun. Uh, you know, we went to the uh, like Stand Against Evil panel. Uh, I don't know if you guys have checked that show out on IFC at all, but it's it's good fun, and uh, that was cool. But... I haven't. I haven't myself but i've heard good things I haven't either yeah yeah it's really good uh they they played like a random episode from season two uh and it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun again um but uh thursday was you know hectic because you know it's the first day of the con and like every year like just the volume of people that attend every single day just grows and grows and grows you know currently you know like usually thursday and sunday don't sell out it's friday and saturday that are the two big days but uh uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that changes by like next year or the year after, because uh, Thursday just keeps getting like crazier and crazier. It used to be more of like a relaxed kind of just like shopping day for a lot of people, but now it's just like jam packed wall to wall the second you get in there. Uh, so that was kind of like crazy. Making my way from like one end of the show floor to the other took like four hours, uh, just going oh, like wow. row by row, checking out everything. Just like moving very slowly, and you know, obviously taking our time to peruse and take pictures, but uh, it's just so crowded. So it's at the Javits Center, right? Yep. That's and and like, how big is? Would you say of a venue it is? Like it fit, it's fitting a decent amount of uh, vendors and stuff. It sounds like. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's huge. It's it's absolutely gigantic. You know, because uh, there's like there's a big like main like show floor uh, where like a lot of the uh, like uh, vendors, you know, all of the the vendors are, which is just insane because oh, there's wow. just aisles and aisles and aisles. I just found the the map for the show floor, and yeah, this is gigantic. Yeah, and then yeah, it's where they host the uh, annual auto like show that they release all the prototypes and shit. Oh yeah, it's okay. Right. I'm just I'm trying to get an idea between like the New York one and like. Uh, I guess San Diego is the only one that would be a little bit bigger. I'm yeah, San Diego, I would believe is bigger. I don't know for a fact. I haven't been, but uh, I, I believe that's like the the biggest one at least that we have. Uh, but for the East Coast, New York seems to be where it's at. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's huge, and they have you know like multiple different parts of uh, the the building are being used for you know like artist alley and all of the signature areas and. 
just like lots of open just area uh, kind of like transition areas where people can like gather and take pictures and stuff uh it's, it's really it's crazy you know you can go all four days and, and still not like make your way to like checking out everything that like it has to offer it's it's insane that's insane <clears throat> i'd imagine there was a lot of celebrities since it was new york city too right uh yeah yeah um you know i mean i don't really know because i don't really like you know i mean i guess we did go oh you don't go like to the meet and greet or any of that we did go to like the autograph area once to meet up with our buddy who was waiting to see uh peter capaldi uh the last doctor doctor who andrew lincoln was there i'm I'm looking at some of the uh the entertainment guests and uh andrew lincoln rick from the walking dead oh nice wow that's awesome yeah I, i usually only like uh go for like the the celebrity meet and greets and like signings and stuff at like horror cons uh like comic con doesn't like you know they have like a lot of people but i don't know like a lot of the times those uh photo opportunities are expensive too so i'm more just i'm more to go to comic con to hang out with people that i like seeing at the convention circuit than anything else it's just like a huge like pop culture circus it's just crazy costumes everywhere oh yeah uh, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. It sounds like it's a lot of fun. How, how many years have you been going? This is my third year. I started in 2015. That was my first year. And then, yeah, this is number three. Nice. That's pretty cool. I, uh, yeah, this is wild. Uh, hopefully I can check out the West Coast one at some point. I went to one in Montreal, but that was a really tiny one. Oh, yeah, Damn. Actually, that was fun. No, I, like, I like small conventions as well. Uh, yeah. yeah they're, they're pretty cool. Oh, man. You can meet the kid from The Sixth Sense. Haley Joel Osment. Oh, he's there. He he's to... been doing a lot of. A lot he's of been stuff, doing a actually. lot of stuff recently. He's yeah. Kind of he uh yeah he's coming back from just seeing dead people. Man, yeah, it's crazy. Everybody there, the whole cast of The Walking Dead, guy that plays Negan, Dwight, Kevin Smith is there. This is nutty. So this is uh, I can imagine this is probably one of the biggest comic cons for sure besides the West Coast one. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's I'm thinking. I'm, it's got to be the. The biggest East Coast one, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, uh, just speaking of random, you know, what kind of celebrity things, uh, yesterday, Friday, uh, we went to the Robot Chicken panel. And uh, that was the first time that I've ever been, uh, because they didn't have one last year, or the the year before they had one, but I only went Saturday and Sunday, and it's usually on Friday. Um, Usually Adult Swim has, like, a whole, like, three-hour, like, panel block, where they do like panels for a few different shows, uh, but this year their presence at New York City Comic Con is is a lot more muted. Um, you know, I'm not really sure you know what the deal is there. But the Robot Chicken panel was a lot of fun, and um, I guess every year uh, Macaulay Culkin is on the panel, uh, and um, he he like said like this year that he hasn't been on Robot Chicken in like five years. But he just comes out to do the panel yeah. every year, like ever since the first year that he did it. Um, <laughs> and Macaulay Culkin is really fucking funny. I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't expecting him to be there, but he was a, uh, he was a funny guy. And they had, you know, Brecken Meyer and uh, Seth Green, of course, and Matthew Seinrich. It was a lot of fun. You know, they were talking about the new season of Rob- Robot Chicken and uh, the Walking Dead special coming out this weekend and everything. That, that's pretty. Yeah, cool. they're a fun group of people for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've loved that show for years, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I have, like a, all the boxes. The mainstay of adult swim. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I, I think it's about time to introduce our show. Oh yeah! <laughs> Welcome to the realm of American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt, and I'm Jesse, and today we are joined by our guest Seth, and we are 
Really appreciative to have you coming on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. It's you know, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, Seth, Seth is our uh, our resident horror buff and <laughs> uh, Com- Comic Con recent meme celebrity. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we should explain that a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll definitely hop into that. First, I definitely want to give a shout out to our Patreon supporters. First off, we have our good friend Dave Gunn. Thanks for your support, buddy. Thank you, Dave. Second off, we have the guys at Crime Roulette, Kyle Knoll and Bradford. Yeah, it's a they host a great true crime show, Crime Roulette. Go check that out. And last, we have Aaron W of the Yes and I Am podcast. Another great show to check out. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate the support. And uh, today we're going to be talking with Seth about you know all kinds of things, Rick and Morty, uh, him him being a meme <laughs> recently. Fucking so we're going to get into some horror movie suggestions, and maybe even talk about some of the ridiculous uh, Halloween-based episodes that are on Netflix. Oh, all of those are on Netflix. Yeah, those oh, are those are all that's Netflix. That's so cool. <laughs> I want to watch all of it. <laughs> Probably not. So we we were mentioning before the show, you have quite the collection of horror movies, and specifically VHS yes. horror movies. Uh, quite, quite the collection. And VHS in general, I guess. Right? Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have I you know mostly horror, uh, and like I have like a lot of other like kind of unassorted things that are other various genres that I don't really have a lot of attention to. Um, I have to uh, organize those as well. But yeah, uh, uh, mostly horror. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been collecting for a few years now. Nice. And uh, w- is there a reason that you uh, chose that format specifically? Uh, it just kind of happened, basically. Uh, I was, you know, at like my second ever convention in 2014 and it was at this uh really cool like uh like community center kind of place in um allentown pennsylvania okay and uh they had like all these different like things that are inside the building like vendors like mainstay like they have little shops and uh that were open during the convention there was one guy that was like basically had like an indoor flea market and I kind of like stumbled upon a copy okay. of Escape from New York on Blu-ray, or not Blu-ray, but VHS. Wow, I'm fucking. <laughs> uh, but uh, on VHS, <laughs> so obviously. Good. And um, I, I, it occurred to me that I had never seen the movie before, and I knew I had a VCR at home. You know, why not watch it on you know kind of a more authentic format? And I brought that home. Okay. I brought that and like a couple other tapes home because like four for two bucks that like the abyss and like two comedies or something like that oh and i got a copy of screen two nice but uh i took those home yeah and i watched those and then it was just kind of uh over from there it's just uh nostalgia you know i like the artwork it looks nice on the shelf but uh it's also just cool to watch like you know these these 80s kind of low budget horror movies on a kind of authentic low budget look format. Not popping in the shiny ass disc into it like a Blu-ray player. Or a DVD I, I've player. been kind of leaning that way now. Like now you know I, I kind of like I swing all over the place. Now I'm, I've been buying a lot of Blu-rays and I've been like 
you know, I'll roll like a nice big joint and I'll get really high and then watch a horror movie on Blu-ray and it's, you know, like hoping that it'll be like it's the first time I've ever seen it and it never works, but, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun anyway. It's always fun to try. Yeah. No, it's, it's still <laughs> cool though because, uh, you know, they have all these yeah. cool limited edition, like collectors versions of Blu-rays with yeah. extra special features and all this cool stuff. But, so I've been kind of delving back into that a little bit, but, uh. VHS is still kind of my main, uh, like, uh, part of my collection, main focus. And ha- about how many VHS tapes would you estimate uh, you have? Looking at, like, the part of my collection, I would consider, I'd say maybe upwards of, like, 200. And then oh, wow. there's maybe... That's like a room of VHS tapes. It's, it's, it looks like less than it sounds like. Like, I, I, I haven't really counted. I might be overestimating a little bit, but every time, usually when I go through and I count, I'm surprised by how much it is, so I usually guess high. Um, but, and I have, like, a bunch of other tapes that aren't even, like, on kind of, like, that area that I probably do want to be in there. So, and then I have, like, another, yeah. like, big, like, kind of, like, den of tapes that I have to, like, sort through that are all, like, action and comedy and stuff that I got from like the first year I collected before I really started finding anything good because uh, it took me a while before I really started finding some spots where I could uh, grab good stuff okay and, and I mean it sounds like you could get like depending on where you look you can get pretty good deals on them like you were saying before you got them for yeah, a couple of bucks yeah, um, like yeah you know like them. that's that's kind of like the fun of it is like hunting in the wild and trying to find stuff and, um, you know, when you do find something and, it's, you know, like the tape you've been looking for for a while and it's only 50 cents, it's pretty exciting. Uh, but, you know, I, I was starting to, like, kind of wane off of that because there's a lot of stuff I want to get that I'm never going to find out in the wild. So I've just been, like, paying a little extra for it on eBay. Uh, but I've, I've stopped that recently. Okay. I was, I was wondering if there's other collectors and oh stuff yeah yeah for sure. yeah that yeah that's a big part of what's like encouraged me to really get into it is there's like okay. a whole community for that on instagram and facebook and everything um and i'm sure you know yeah i was I'm gonna say are you part of like that. a club that the swaps uh i mean i guess technically yeah there was like a thing earlier this year where everybody like joined this thing on instagram and then this guy like gave everybody random matchups and just made them like a really cool box and stuff and uh, that was fun. But other than that, I'm not, like, part of oh, any cool. real. Like, I'm in a couple of different groups, and, you know, I'm kind of in this tape community on Instagram, even though I've kind of stopped, like, participating as much because, I mean, if we're being honest, that's kind of like a snake pit, too. Uh, <laughs> it just always is. No, I mean, it's yeah. not It's not really. I, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm just being, you know, facetious. Fa- Facebook groups just but, uh Well, no, yeah. like, the Facebook groups on, that's, that's on Facebook are fine. I, I, I haven't really, like, done a whole lot with that it's just like it's not so much that like the community is a snake pit as it is that like i would rather just buy my tapes and not like do the whole haggling thing like it's just not me yeah. uh, i was just kind of being yeah. facetious i wanted to make a snake pit reference <laughs> um, <laughs> now that we're on that subject kind of again it's the word of the yeah, day for our right. listeners <laughs> What uh, so do you have like a most prized tape? Like I don't know if that would to you mean most valuable versus like hardest to find that you like finally Indiana yeah, Jones your way to like grabbing like a tape you're looking forward uh, to. Some of the 
more rare ones, I guess. Like, you know, I have, like, the original, like, uh, Thor and EMI releases of Burning, which is a really fun, like, 1981 slash movie. You know, all the Silent Night Deadly Night movies, I'm a big fan of those. Uh, I really like Christmas horror movies. I have quite the, like, collection of Christmas characters, <laughs> uh, which is fun. Have you ever heard of, a, of a, like, or well, watched a Christmas horror movie that's more around, like, Black Friday and, like, the shopping aspect of it? Because I had an I idea for one. Think the, there might be one, but I, I've never seen one. That sounds cool. Okay, cool. Matt, <laughs> we're, we're going to get on that. <laughs> I, I recently saw a Thanksgiving horror movie. Like, kind of, like, sort of. Thanks, killing? Um, yeah, no, I wish. Uh, that's like, he, he promised us he was going to make it real, and then it still hasn't happened. I'm hoping. I know. But, uh, no, uh... Who, who is that? Was that Eli Roth? Yeah, it was Eli Roth that did that trailer, yeah. Uh, so he's been up to other things, but hopefully he still gets around to it eventually. I hope it happens. Yeah, and if people don't know what we're referring to, it was like a, a trailer inside of Death Proof and, um... Planet Terror, yeah, the double feature that Quentin Tarantino and Eli Roth did. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine that, uh, like, this movie and, I guess, like, just other, like, kind of holiday horror movies were a lot of inspiration for that. The movie I was talking about was Blood Rage, uh, which is a really cool slasher okay. movie uh, that I would recommend. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it kind of happens around Thanksgiving time. It's not like a guy in a pilgrim costume going around, but... It's still kind of like a vaguely Thanksgiving theme. It's got like Thanksgiving like Killer art turkey. on the bar. box art. The box art for it like very much so looks like it would be a post. So yeah, that's interesting. A uh, Thanksgiving horror movie. That's the first one I've ever heard of. Oh oh, uh, is that one with the? Uh, uh, there's one with like this. There's like a trauma esque one. With uh, the killer turkey. Uh, yeah, it's Thanksgiving, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, that is Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, they actually made that into one. <laughs> no, that was like a. That's like a separate thing. That's just like a coincidence, I think. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's like a, like yeah. a trauma-esque one with like this this you know ridiculous like puppet or fucking uh, turkey killing everybody, and then they made a sequel, but they made it Thanksgiving three. <laughs> So they would be the first horror series to skip its own sequel. Uh, so that was like a whole silly thing. Uh, but it's, it's a fun movie. It's, it's you know, good B-movie fun. It's only like an hour. Now you chimed in on a, a post we had put up. We covered a scary movie in a recent episode called Willow Creek. The Bigfoot one. Yeah! That, uh, Bobcat did. Now... Since you're a retro horror fan, I wanted to see if you had heard of Boggy Creek because it Jesse's never heard familiar, of it. sounds familiar, but I'm not like 100% certain what it is. <sighs> I was sure you would know of it. The Legend of Boggy Creek. It was like the original. That, like, I, movie. I I have like heard of that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not super familiar, but yeah, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, sorry. Ah, <laughs> I was I thought for sure you would have seen it. Uh, oh yeah, I see that here. 1972. Okay, I'll have to watch that. Yeah, I check, it out. Drama. check it out, man. It almost has a fire. Oh yeah, four point nine. It's a big foot the movie. Art, the art looks. They kill him. They kill him. They kill him. With... Google says eighty-five percent. The artwork looks. It says it's a true story. It is true, man. The Legend of Boggy Creek. There's something wrong with Boggy Creek. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't even try to base it. 
It's more of the series. There's like Return to Boggy Creek. There's a yeah. So there's reboot. a reboot just like seven it's, years uh, ago. Like in 2010, there was a Boggy Creek. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrendous. <laughs> I actually have that on DVD. I'm not gonna lie. 2010 oh, was a really bad year for remakes. Actually, we got a lot of. We had a lot of people saying that the. Um, what was the name? Willow? Is it Willow Creek? Yeah, Willow Creek. Yeah, Willow Creek. It, that that people people really enjoyed uh, that as a suggestion. We got it's a, a good lot movie. Of good feedback on that. It's post. fun. I haven't seen yeah, it like since solid. it first came out like a while ago. So, but yeah, I, I really liked it. Everyone was like the tent scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've got to say I really enjoyed that one. Ugh. Yeah, and I I was really surprised I'm when I found out it. it was directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. That was really. I really know, right? cool uh, to find out. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fun movie. Now, you were trying to do a horror movie every day for the month of October. Yes. <laughs> I'd been following that on your Instagram with all of the uh, box art posts and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's been all the... the uh, I've been watching a lot of Blu-rays that I bought like a while ago and never watched because I've been neglecting VHS tapes and... and you know, other uh, Blu-rays I've been buying recently and everything, trying to like kind of broaden my collection out more. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been doing that. I think I made it like three or four nights, and then New York City Comic Con happened, and I missed the last two, so I'm gonna have to watch a couple movies tonight and try to catch up. Play a little catch up still counts, you know. Right yeah, oh, yeah. Of course, of the days that were missed. Oh, yeah. What uh? What's your next uh, couple of horror movies that you're gonna be watching? I I don't know. Do you have like a lineup, or you just kind of go how you're feeling? I'm waiting for uh, this copy of uh, the Burning I bought on Blu-ray to come in. I'm gonna watch that as soon as it comes. Um, okay. I have I've been meaning to watch Donnie Darko again. Oh, that's. I want one. I wanted to watch that on Friday. October 13th, I thought that would be appropriate, but I don't know if I'm going to end up doing it, so we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> I might watch it before then, I might wait. Maybe I'll watch the theatrical cut and then watch the director's cut, who knows. There you go. I just kind of go with it. I'm, I'm thinking since I'm going to watch like three movies tonight, I want to try to like pick a franchise and like watch the, like, the first three entries in that franchise. Nice. And kind of like keep the momentum going like that, and then maybe... Uh, if I have access, if there's more sequels and I have access to them, maybe I'll kind of continue that for the next few days. I just kind of like let it happen. <laughs> do, do you have like a favorite franchise if you were to pick one? Oh well, I mean, I mean, yeah, Evil Dead, um, or just really Sam Raimi in general. Just, I love that dude. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love the Evil Dead movies, uh, and including his, uh, you know, more recent Drag Me to Hell. Uh, which is kind of like a uh, uh, soul sister to the Evil Dead franchise. It's you know kind of has a lot of the same like beats as like, okay. the Evil Dead movie would. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I recommend. That's it one too. I wanted to watch. I've heard <clears throat> I've heard a lot about it. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's you know it's got some concepts like, it's, intriguing. It's got some like kind of you know like questionable CGI and you know it's it's very much so a 2009 horror movie, but. It's a lot of fun if you're just going expecting a kind of like a low budget, you know, return to like horror movies for Sam Raimi. Um, and you can see a lot of his like Evil Dead influence showing in that movie. So I very much so think that he made that like at a time where he wanted to make more Evil Dead, but he didn't have a story for Evil Dead or he didn't have the time. 
So he just kind of made this as, you know, kind of like an outlet for all of that creative energy he had. Uh, which I'm so glad that Ash vs. Evil Dead is a thing now, that that franchise is like back on its feet. Uh, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah, it's it's so incredible. Uh, they really, they, it really does the franchise justice. Uh, Bruce Campbell is hilarious. Bruce Campbell, yeah, yeah, is in best like the best shape like ever. Um, maybe not physically, but like as far as in his performance as Ash, he's fucking amazing. He just gets funnier and funnier. He can still throw himself around the room like nobody else can, even though he's like 50. Um, or however old he is, I actually don't know at all. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I highly recommend that too. But uh, like, you know, Evil Dead, uh, Reanimator, I very much so like kind of like campy, sillier, like 80s horror franchises. Um, okay. As I mentioned before, what like, you think of the, the reboot of the Evil Dead? I I love it. Um, I thought that uh, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. I just thought that it was it was very much so in the vein of the originals. Like it's it's obviously different, um, yeah. but I felt in the sense that it's just kind of like gleeful, gruesome chaos. It, it totally I love it. I, I, I had absolutely no complaints with it. You know, I think a lot of people went into it expecting the same kind of, like, uh, retrograde homey feel as the original Evil Dead franchise, or it to be kind of, like, that charming kind of, like, low-budget. But I think how, like, much how much of, like, a studio horror movie it was threw off a lot of people, which is something that I'm guilty of for a lot of movies, too. Um, but I, I loved, I loved Evil Dead. That was great. Uh, the end of the movie there, uh, the, like, the last 20 minutes or so, where it's, like, raining blood and the cabin's burning, and it's one of my favorite scenes to come yeah. out of a movie in the last, like, 10 years. Uh, it's just so fucking yeah, cool, I, like... <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that. You get too. that, just the that, movie. that fantastic really shot, nice. that fantastic, like, sweeping shot of her, like, chainsawing the thing and the blood spraying everywhere and it's raining blood and the cabin's burning <laughs> in the background and the music's swelling. And, like, at, right before that, she shoves her chump into, stump into the handle of the chainsaw. Like, she gives herself the chainsaw hand, like, gives a one-liner yep. and then starts, chew, like, chewing this thing with the chainsaw. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> uh, I saw that movie it... three times opening the weekend. <laughs> oh, wow. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Nice. <laughs> So you definitely enjoy Yes, it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no question about that. Uh, I, I'm very guilty of not having watched it many times since then, but uh, it is very much so still in my heart. <laughs> nice. You you had also, uh, I cut you off a little bit before you were saying that you enjoy, you really enjoy the Christmas horror. Yeah, uh, I really like holiday horror movies in general, but Christmas ones especially. It's just, I don't know, it's it's really cool. Like, a lot of it's just kind of, like, an aesthetic thing. Like, I just think, like, the cool, like, horror sets with, like, you know, Christmas lights and all of that kind of, like, bright, colorful stuff and the way that it, like, shines on people's faces and stuff like that looks cool. But it's also just kind of fun because, uh, you know, I, I love Halloween, and you know, but I, I love Christmas, too. It's kind of, like, a nice, like warm type of year like you know it's very cold but you know it's very kind of like homey and everything's kind of happy and makes you feel good yeah uh so it's kind of cool to see that uh posed with like blood splattering on the snow and all kinds of crazy stuff like that the presence um, covered in entrance and then they're playing like the happy like christmas music that's like public domain and people are like being slaughtered and it's just 
<laughs> it's insane. Uh, and like I just, I'm, I'm a sucker for like a, a psycho in a Santa suit. I just think it's the funniest fucking thing <laughs> to take this like uh, totally. Because if you like, <laughs> you know, like kids are so like they're so willing to accept things, and they they just accept the story of this man that comes into their house at night and eats cookies and leaves presents and like you know like is this ambivalent knowing presence and it, it's just so strange to think about it when you get older and how like almost kind of weird that is like <laughs> not even almost kind of weird it's yeah. definitely weird uh so it's kind of fun to take that and make that more of like a literal thing of like a man breaking into your house in the middle of the night wielding an axe like because you could see like if a kid was a little more like of a scared like cautious kid he could easily get that picture of his head um so it's kind of fun to like return to that kind of like childlike like this you know uh uh innocent figure you know that i trusted uh is coming to kill me with an axe and it's just good campy fun it's just ridiculous <laughs> have you guys seen silent night ugly night no i haven't seen that one that's that's the one that did it for me on the uh, on the whole like kind of subgenre. uh that's a fantastic uh, uh, ridiculous, uh, uh, like, 80s slasher movie okay. about a guy in a Santa suit. It's amazing. I'm looking at it right now. The poster's terrifying. It's Santa reaching out oh, of the chimney with a nothing axe. terrifying about the movie. It is hilarious. Okay. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a great time. I watch uh, it every yeah. Christmas. Uh, so I'm good. That's hilarious. I didn't realize how many movies there were. Like about Santa being just like fucking. Killer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, like yeah, yeah. An, there's, there's a there's Santa, one movie, Bill Goldberg. As yeah, Santa? yeah, yeah, Santa's play. Yeah, Bill Goldberg. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Yo, Silent that's Night, awesome. Deadly Night Three. You better watch out. Yeah, I have the whole Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise on VHS. I haven't watched any of the ones other than the first two, but I have to get to it. I'm waiting until December, but I can't wait. What's the what's Silent Night, Deadly Night Two called? Does it does it have a little tagline like "Better Watch Out" like three does? Uh, it says part two. Just yeah. part two. <laughs> yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Two. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night Four. Like better not cry. <laughs> and then five is like the playmaker, yeah. I think. That's uh, ridiculous. Like that. Um, but yeah, the yeah. first one is amazing and hilarious. The second one is seventy-five percent footage from the first one. <laughs> because it's, it's all flashbacks of the killer from the first one since he gets killed at the end the way that they did the sequel was now that his brother's in therapy and he's telling all these stories to his therapist because now he's becoming a psycho murderer because of the trauma of his brother killing all of these people it's this whole thing <laughs> but it's like it's amazing it's so funny because it's just like a, a highlight of all the best clips from Silent Night Deadly Night plus all of the footage they filmed with this guy to get to be his brother is just like dude like seriously some of the most ridiculous wickedly ridiculous like b-movie lines i've ever heard in my entire life like it's so fucking great <laughs> um it, it's fantastic I'll, I'll have to send you guys some clips at some point uh, it's so good uh Silent but yeah i haven't Night watched Night any Night other ones initiation okay <laughs> They have the yeah, why, that, that, why, they, like why a, didn't they stick with a tagline? The the third one uh, is like kind of connected to the first two because I think it's the the guy I haven't watched it yet but I read the back of the tape and I think it's the guy from the second one the brother but they like 
they did something to him, and he's got, like, this point, and you can see, like, half of his brain, and he's, like, going crazy or something like that. I don't I, I, I didn't watch it. It looks crazy. But then it looks like 4 and 5 just take, like, a completely drastic different turn and, like, have absolutely nothing to do with the first three. Um, which, at that point, it's kind of, like, not hard to see. It's kind of like Tremors. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that happens with yeah, a lot Tremors of horror franchises, honestly. When you just keep pumping them out after a certain point, you're just kind of like, how do I get myself out of this? All right, well, let's just put the name on a new movie. <laughs> that's still kind of, like, connected yeah, right. to that name. And that, that actually, that's a good segue into the movie suggestions, I'm oh, thinking. Because nice. Halloween 3, or, or is that what it was? Season season yes. of the Witch? Or something along those lines? <laughs> that that was sort of an offshoot one. And that was one that you had suggested that we watch and kind of yeah. talk about. So what do you guys think? It was, yo, if I ever, if, if I never hear oh my God. the jingle... For the uh, Shamrock novel or Shamrock masks commercial ever again. Halloween. Oh my god! <laughs> Lucky or whatever. I think it was so, first off so Shamrock. creepy, and then they played it like throughout the entire movie. Over and over and yeah. over again. It's just it's such a fun movie. It was like a countdown, and I was like, "What's gonna happen? What's it? It's Halloween." It's uh, yeah, I gotta say, I was I hated it because I love the Halloween series, and this one's like a completely different movie. You have to, you can't count it as a Halloween part. Well, well yeah, yeah, that's but that's like, that's my whole thing is that people kind of let that paint its image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rewatching it, I, gotta I say, think it's I a lot of fun. It, it, more than I thought I would. Yeah, it's this whole crazy thing. They they got like what was it, pieces of Stonehenge in the masks and like all of this crazy stuff. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Tom Atkins is amazing and it's just oh, like it's so good. It's it's so funny. It's just like it's such a fun Halloween movie. Now he looked super familiar, the main character. I feel like I've seen him in a lot of stuff. He's been in like Night of the Creeps and like uh, a bunch of other stuff. He looks like a lot of uh, the male the typical male 80s actor with that mustache. True. Was true, it Bronson? True. <laughs> also true. Yeah, I think fucking Reynolds said that stash at one point. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Get <sighs> a hell of a stash. But, uh, yeah, stand up, like, not as a Halloween, because in the Halloween franchise, it's like this, like, the same up until this movie, and then they, and then well, they switch I don't back. Think, yeah, they go back. I don't think four, people, right? a lot of people understand that when they, when John Carpenter made Halloween 1, Halloween was to be like an anthology series. Every movie was going to be different. And then because Halloween 1 was okay, so yeah. like wildly successful before, beyond anyone's dreams, because they're really like, there had been, like, a few, like, kind of, like, you know, proto-slasher movies before that, you know, especially when you look at some of the, uh, you know, like, Italian Giallo movies, like, Bet Your Blood and stuff like that. Um, that's 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 kind of, like, where all this started, and, of course, Psycho. Uh, but Halloween was, like, the first one to kind of, like, introduce this, like, uh, like, mass killer, like, stalking down babysitters kind of, like, uh, archetype. That we've all like this just mysterious figure that just comes from nowhere and returns to nowhere and you know takes the lives of as many like young innocent teen girls as he can like or in the case of like a Jason Voorhees just kills those who basically sin because uh, that's what those movies are it's just all the people that fucking do drugs and drink yeah right um, but uh, Halloween was like kind of the first one to do that so since it was so successfully popular. 
um, they did Halloween 2 because they saw that there was an opportunity to kind of do like an immediate follow-up. Um, but then, you know, from what I understand, at least, they, they tried to return back to that idea of just doing an anthology series. And they did Season of the Witch. And I think that's a really fucking fun movie. But since everyone was so in love, like, with Michael Myers at that point, and, like, even to this day, still are so in love with Michael Myers, which, like, oh, let's yeah. face it, you know, it's it's easy to see why. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, that was, Halloween was the movie that got me into horror. Like, me too, dude. With, that, like, yes. really, like, scared the shit out of me and, like, showed me that, like, this movie, even though I know it's fictional, like, it really can be fucking scary. Like, it's crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I think Halloween 3 is a lot of fun, and that's why I've been trying to tell people to rewatch it, like, a lot this year. Because I think a lot of people just have this, like, kind of bad image of it, because they might have seen it when they were younger, and they just saw, like, the first one or the second one, or maybe they saw, like, one of the ones after it, and then they saw it. And they were just like, oh, Halloween, and they grabbed it from Blockbuster, and it's yeah. something completely different. Oh, yeah, that's and I could me. see where that disappointment can come from. Yeah. I went into it, like, knowing that I didn't see it until, like, because I didn't really, like, get into horror, into horror until I was in high school. So I was, like, way behind the game. Okay. Uh, so I didn't see it until I was already, like, had been made well aware for years that it was, like, a ridiculous, corny, like, offshoot from the Halloween franchise that has nothing to do with Michael. So, I mean, that probably is a big part of the reason why I'm able to look at, look at it from that viewpoint. But I think if a lot of people just kind of erase whatever notions they had about it going into it the first time they see it, just watch it as, like, nothing more than just a silly, fun movie to, like, get drunk or stoned and watch. And, you know, it's got that fun song. And I think it's a fun song. <laughs> and, um... Uh, you know, it's got that, like, great scene where, like, the, the, uh, pumpkin is, like, melting the kid's head and all the worms are coming. Yeah. It's, like, totally that, fucking ridiculous. That was, like, that freaked me out a lot. At, like, yeah. seeing the bugs coming out and, like, the, the mask from the, that the kid was wearing. Yeah, that, that part's pretty good. Shit, even the first kill uh, but I, I, I like, like that movie a lot. Where he, like, breaks the guy's nose and face, like, ah. Uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that, too. It's cold. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of cool stuff in there, Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people also dismiss it a lot because of the fact that it has, uh, like, I don't, I'm actually not entirely sure how much part of the it has, but I know it wasn't written or directed. No, he just it. produced it. Um, uh, oh, he produced it, okay, so that's, he was kind of involved, yeah, but... Tommy Lee Wallace directed and wrote um, But he, that, you know, at that point he was probably, you know, getting ready to work on something else, maybe even The Thing at that point. Uh, yeah. so, you know, he, he might have, uh, it, that might have just been kind of like an in, you know, title only. Uh, but, uh, you know, even if he was kind of like an advisor on it still, it's not really like falls on his shoulders, but that's why a lot of people dismiss it too, because it's not like a carpenter, you know, they, yeah. they, they're just like, Oh, someone, someone else came in and tried to do something else and it didn't work. So they just went back to Michael, which is what happened. But, you know, I think a lot of people should give that movie. I've been defending a movie, that movie a lot this season. Um, yeah, I'm glad and, I watched and, it. And people, to... people do not like to hear it. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Yeah. I, I feel you. I was like, ah, when Jesse told me that was one of the movies he recommended, I was, I was like, come on that movie. Ah, <laughs> I wasn't aware of the controversy. That was no, I, I enjoyed it. It was half it was of the reason that I, I suggested it was because I knew it would be. Uh, you know, I mean, not half of the reason because I want to bring more awareness to it. I think it's great, but 
also because I knew it would be kind of like a controversial pick. And I thought I thought it would be funny to get Jesse's reaction, but instead Jesse gave me no reaction because he didn't know. <laughs> and then behind the scenes, you gave the reaction to him. That's funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, that, that that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad it worked. Originally. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm glad that you, uh, you know, kind of had fun with it. It's you know, it's a silly movie. <laughs> I like it a lot. But you know, obviously, like Halloween and Halloween Two were like you know the crown de la crown of the you know the whole franchise. Those are the movies. Yeah. Uh, that I, Not I Halloween H Two. I, I like I like H Two O. I mean, I like all of them. And six has Paul Rudd. In that it. that would just cool. be the most recent one, wouldn't it? No, Resurrection. Yeah. The MTV one was supposed to rhymes. Okay. Yeah. The reality yeah. show about <laughs> Michael Myers' house. Yeah, that was. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn. That was. Enjoyable uh, yeah, for Halloween fan. <laughs> but it is laughable. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It, but totally laughable for sure. They're bringing it back with Jamie Lee Curtis, from what I heard too. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. They got Jimmy Lee Curtis coming back. Uh, John Carpenter is producing. Uh, he wow. he either said he wants to do the score or they announced he is doing the score. I don't remember at what stage it is at this point, but more likely than not, he'll be doing the score, which is awesome because we're gonna get that. That you know, music is a big part of like a movie's atmosphere. Oh, man. Um, and how you know, obviously, I don't need to tell you that. I, I don't need to tell anybody that Carpenter's scores are amazing. They're just, they just yeah. speak for themselves. You know what's funny about the Halloween song is it's like a few keys off from a song that like was the first song his dad taught him on piano. Really? Yeah. I did like, not I, know that. Yeah, I remember watching because I was so into Halloween. Um, he was like, they were like, when it came to the music of the film, he was like, shit. And he was like, how about this? And he played it, and it fucking they they loved it like immediately. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the whole thing I've been doing recently with like. Like smoking joints and watching movies I haven't seen in a while on Blu-ray instead of like VHS trying to get like a new perspective on movies and I've been trying to like be better about not like checking my phone and stuff while I'm watching movies too because sometimes I'll get distracted um, but uh I've been trying to do that better but a big part of why I've been doing that is because I was reading an interview with John Carpenter and he was talking about uh watching movies and about just like kind of uh like enjoying movies and taking like a lot of movies just kind of as what they are and just kind of trying to enjoy yourself along the way. And he was saying that his favorite thing to do is to get really stoned and watch a movie. And that way he was like, it just shuts his brain off and he can just enjoy himself. Uh, and you know, he's right. It's a good time. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, and obviously, you know, it was one of my favorite things to do before that too, but, uh, that just kind of like incited me to kind of start doing that more like with this whole uh, horror movie every night this month. Um, so yeah, I have to, you know, uh, keep on trucking with that. But uh, yeah, yeah, those, you know, Halloween is so good. Uh, I can't wait for the new one. You know, they got uh, uh, David Gordon Green, Danny McBride there. You know, they're both huge horror fans and I think they have a lot of love for the franchise and uh, I'm sure they'll what they'll you know I'm sure they'll bring something good to the table. I don't yeah. think uh, I don't think Carpenter would sign off on like a direct continuation of his series, or Jamie Lee Curtis would return for one that's like anything less than what we're waiting for. Hopefully, because I mean you know obviously right. Jamie Lee Curtis did a bunch of kind of iffy Halloween movies, including she appeared in Resurrection. Um, but, uh, you know, 
uh, I think after all of this time, you know, why why revisit that unless, you know, there's like a reason to. Um, I, I don't think she wants True. another Halloween resurrection on her fan, on her uh, record, or maybe she does. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, uh-huh. She. I don't know. She's done a lot of like. She's been in a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, like, like as I'm talking, I'm thinking about it, and I'm realizing, like, she just did Scream Queens recently, and she likes to just have a lot of fun, so she might be the kind of person to just sign on it just for the fuck of it. Who knows? Who knows? Either way, I th- either way yeah. it's going to be fun. You know, it'll be cool to yeah. see what they do, how they how they continue the Halloween franchise, whether or not they do, like, one of the current, like, trends, which is ignoring a lot of the sequels. Like, maybe yeah. they'll just make it a sequel to 1 and 2 and just ignore everything that happened afterwards. Uh, kind of like what Jurassic World did and, like, some other movies. That'd be cool. Playing. Like a 30-minute yeah, gap where he's not... It very Michael well may happen, happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I'm excited to see where they go with it. Uh, I'm just happy that we're getting more Halloween uh, and it's Fuck not uh, Rob Zombie. Because uh, <laughs> that wasn't my favorite. Um... Those are good movies, but I don't like them at all. I don't. I don't blame you there. I was gonna say I like Devil's Rejects and I liked uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. He should stick to stuff. See, like I, I enjoyed yeah, I like, how Rob, I like Rob was. Zombie movies, but like it was just like uh, it was a lot more like uh, brutal, I guess, in that aspect. But it's like Carpenter builds up the like hype behind the killings versus where Zombies just about the gore. Well, and it's like yeah, and the brutal violence. Halloween, his approach to the first Halloween movie is problematic right from the get-go because a big part of what made the first Halloween so, like, effective is how little and so different and, like, new was how little you knew about Michael. Like, the only real, like, source of insight you had to his past was this raving old man. Like, that, that you know, yeah, you don't was... really know anything about other than the fact that he says that he was Michael's fucking therapist as a kid and all this stuff. And he seems to have clout with everybody, you know, and obviously he's someone, but just, like, it, it's kind of like this weird nebulous, like, even his story is very, like, patchy um, and is told in a very kind of, like, raving lunatic sort of way. So it's kind of a weird mysterious mysterious dark figure and the way that he just walks everywhere and he's very the silent you know like it's crazy um and then as soon as you like spend the first 20 minutes of the remake like showing his past like explaining how he got to be the way that he is then you still have that same effect like he can still be just as menacing if anything for some people he might be more menacing you know for anything I'm not the one to say what's scary for anybody. Maybe for a lot of people, that does make him scarier. Maybe having some type of sort of like really sordid human uh, background uh, does make him more of a foreboding character for for some fans. But um, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not as much of a fan. I just like like the, after the second half of the movie when they get down to him just like slashing baby scissors, it's kind of fun. Um, and then, like, this, the second one was weird. They, they did all the weird stuff with his sister or whatever, and I don't, I don't really remember that one too well. <clears throat> but, uh, I'm excited for more, like, kind of the Carpenter Halloween movies. Yeah, it was, like, a weird, yeah. But, yeah, that's not a bad one. People should still go check it out. That's, uh, Halloween, uh, 3, Season of the Witch. And there, we, we got two more suggestions, uh, moving along here. Which one do we... Uh, I'm guessing... I'm thinking The Barn is a good segue here. Because it was made in 2016, but it felt 
looked like it was from the like eighties, yeah. I guess, or yeah, probably yeah. The 80s. Uh, that's that's one of my favorite 80s. parts about it uh, is I love movies that uh, can kind of capture um, that feel because uh, that was you know kind of like the golden age of these you know like low budget really original kind of like you know horror movies that have their built-in mythology of don't go into the cornfield because the scarecrow man will get you and all this crazy stuff um that was really a lot of fun uh so i, I like when like current like slasher movies can kind of like successfully because a lot of movies do it because it's it's cheap if you're making a low-budget movie then why not make it like look like an 80s movie because then your low-budgetness is kind of built in um, but, uh, The Barn is one of the first ones to actually capture, like, the atmosphere, I think, of, like, those old, like, kind of DHS horror movies, and it was released on VHS, too, which is fun. Oh, that's awesome. I have to say, the music in The oh. Barn. Yes. Again. Double. A big part of the atmosphere is, is just how good and, like, kind of, like, accurate the vibe uh, you get from that music is. Um, it really makes you feel like, yeah, like you're watching like a late '80s horror movie. It's, it's yeah, I love, I love that movie, and it's, it's like so, so centrally Halloweeny too. Shout out to Rocky yeah, Gray, the music guy from uh, the Barn. Oh, that's the I guy. Almost, I almost wrote, yeah, I almost wrote his name down when I was watching it because, like, as the credits were rolling in the beginning, I was already like, holy fuck! <laughs> Every time I music go to for this shit. Every time I go to Darkside Records in Poughkeepsie, they have the copy of the soundtrack there, and I haven't bought it yet, and I don't know what's wrong with Damn. it. Damn. That'd be a cool one to pick uh, up. Yeah. I have to get on top of it. Yeah, it was, uh, I have to say, The Barn, I, I really liked it. It was probably my favorite of uh, the movies that you suggested, just because it was new. I had seen the next one we're going to talk about, and uh, Halloween 3 was like, yeah, it was all right, but I, I found myself like really, really like into what was going on in the barn it had a cool story it kind of felt like yeah. Detroit rock city but like turned to a horror movie yeah yeah it's it's that's that's a fun comparison i never well, thought of like that. I, I was like oh yeah no that's this concert you know that's pretty cool yeah no i like that uh but that's what i like about it is i like like horror movies that have some kind of like music like influence like it's based around like a concert or trying to get to a concert and has like lots of cool music and it has that, and it's, you know, it's very Halloween-y, and I like the whole built-in legend of, you know, knocking on the barn, and there's, you know, the Scarecrow Man, and the Pumpkin Man, and the Miner, or whatever, and that whole being the guard dogs of Satan, or whatever the fuck the story was. They need the um, flesh to give them Satan. Yeah, and that <laughs> was just a fun movie, and, uh, you know, it's it's one of those great low-budget horror movies that just has, like, uh spent like their entire budget clearly on fantastic special effects all kinds of really cool practical death kills uh it's my favorite stuff uh that's so much fun the uh the band that played during the uh hootenanny or whatever it was they were having yeah um they're like an actual band too i thought oh, they, really? they were pretty good the, the little bit that i heard when they were playing they're called the legendary hucklebucks they were like hill, they were like hillbilly rock, or something. Yeah, and they, they were pretty good. Uh, so I really like the music composition in this movie, along with the actual story and the the cinematography, making it look like an '80s movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's uh, 
very well put together on, on you know, a lot of different angles. You know, they, they uh, did the most with, you know, what they had. I think they had, like, a Kickstarter or something like that, because like, it was a kind of funded movie, too. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and they have all kinds of cool, like, they've already done all kinds of cool, like, tie-in merch, like, retro tie-in merch. Like, they have a uh, The Barn board game. Uh, they have a uh, 8-bit The Barn video game that you get a copy of when you buy the DVD. Um, they have, uh, you know, like, the soundtrack, obviously. They have, like, little, like, uh, the old-school, like, kind of, like, NECA action figures uh, of the different characters oh, and all, all kinds of stuff. Like, I think, like, plush dolls and stuff. Um, so, you know, they really, uh, uh, you know, went all in on kind of, like, recreating this, this nostalgic feel of all of this kind of, like, old-school merchandise and everything, too, uh, which is a lot That's of fun. It is. It'd be like having a Happy Meal toy of, like, one of the, uh, the pumpkin head guy or the miner. Yeah, the yeah. Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty much what those toys are. I, I, uh, I actually bought something like that, uh, from New York City Comic Con yesterday. They had a, uh, like, a Herbert West from Reanimator, the little, like, plastic oh, figure nice. guy that came in, like, you know, the case with the backing card and everything. It's badass. Uh, I'm probably oh, gonna nice. put it on my shelf with my tapes. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, the barn, the barn is great. I, I think anybody that hasn't seen it that loves, you know, like 80s slasher movies or Halloween movies or anything like that should definitely watch it. It's kind of like a fun 80s Halloween special. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. That, that was a really good one. And that's that's nice. the barn, if anyone wants to check that out. Our um, third suggestion here is uh, one, this is one that I had seen, uh, I, I want to say a year or two ago, and I really liked it when I saw it. I didn't get a chance to watch it this time around, but uh, Trick or Treat, uh, made in two, 2007, and uh, it's kind of like a, I want to say, novel type of movie, where it's like, it follows different storylines that sort of blend yeah. together. Yeah, uh, the term is anthology. Anthology, there you go. Um, but yeah, it, it's like it's like a creep show or something like that would probably be the more what or like a Tales from the Dark Side or Tales from the Crypt kind of a fun thing where there's just different kind of like interweaving stories. But it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I think that's probably like one of the more well known of the of the three that I picked. Uh, a lot of people have seen that one because it was on Netflix and stuff. Uh, but it's still, it's always good to rewatch around the Halloween time because it's, it's very, you know, Halloween oh, yeah. with all the stories kind of revolving. I think, yeah, they all revolve around Halloween night and they're all just kind of like happening and crossing over with each other and there's, you know, twists and turns. It's like watching a comic book. It's a lot of fun. And that little pumpkin head creature is kind of creepy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam, I think Sam Hain is what they call him. Um, oh, yeah, for, for Samhain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he's, he's very iconic, and, you know, they have, like, a, uh, like, a graphic novel, I think, adaptation, and I think they have, like, another one of, like, collected stories, um, and that guy that directed that did another holiday horror movie, he also did Krampus, which is kind of fun, um, oh, okay. but, uh, that was also him, uh, so he's definitely very much so, you know, a big fan of the holiday horror, and, and kind of capturing that vibe, which is, uh, Something that I enjoy, uh, but Trick or Treat's just another one that kind of perfectly captures that that feeling of Halloween night. That's like a mainstay on Halloween for me for the last like you know probably five or so years. Uh, I do that nice. and like Halloween and maybe like one or two other movies. It's definitely a good one. Uh, that was a it was a good pick. 
Matt, Matt, you watched it, right? Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. It had, like, the crash aspect of interactions, like, and uh, I really appreciated that. Seeing, like, the uh, the hermit, you know, from both scenes, like, where he gets attacked, yep. where he's, like, the neighbor's just, he's just like, fuck you, man. Like, and, like, characters from other neighbor. stories, like, become parts of other stories. Like, doesn't the, the serial yeah. killer father... Like, actually ends up getting killed by the werewolf chick and, like, uh, Anna Paquin, I think. Yeah. And, like, that whole thing. And it's just yeah. so much fun. Uh, but, like, it, it's just, it's cool because it's got, you know, it's like, it's another one that's just, like, another fun, like, Halloween special kind of. It's, you know, it's got, it's, like, serious, like, scary moments, but it never takes itself too seriously. You know, it's fun. It's funny. There's laughs. There's scares. There's good blood. Yeah. Uh, there's all yeah, kinds of Halloween set decorations. People are in costumes mm-hmm. everywhere. There's all kinds of fun little urban yeah. legend mythology kind of tales built in. It's, you know, it's a it's a good time. Yeah, it's. I would say it's like a perfect pick for like a Halloween movie. Yeah, totally. It, like if you don't want to get the shit scared out of you. Yeah, that's why. Even though it wasn't like you know as unknown of a movie, I put it on. I had to put it on there anyway because you know it needs to be mentioned because it's it's just so perfect for the holiday. Uh, you know, it really captures that vibe well. Definitely. So that was Trick or Treat. Make sure you check that out along with The Barn and Halloween 3. And that's that's Trick, like apostrophe R, apostrophe Treat. There's also an 80s movie called Trick or Treat, like with an O. Uh, That's a fun movie too, but that's that's way different. That's more of like like one of those like heavy metal horror movies. Uh, It's kind of like silly silly and fun, but uh, that's a different movie. But yeah, Trick, apostrophe R, apostrophe Treat. Uh, is like is a great movie. Treat. Yeah, trick or treat. Yeah, like you gotta swear it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that. That one's a lot of fun for sure. So check out Trick or Treat and The Barn and Halloween Three. Now uh, we we found a list on Reddit of uh, <laughs> from I don't know how how comprehensive it is, but it's got a lot of the Halloween related media on Netflix. Oh shit, a bunch of this left already. Oh damn, the first two blocks were gone as of October 1st. Damn, I didn't see all of that yeah. headers. Oh, so there's a time so, on this. Okay, so I gotta get on top of this and watch it. I, yeah, I would say that the 19th of October is probably our best bet to go anywhere from there down. But yeah. uh, the, there's stuff, the I guess, gap. stuff's leaving on the 1st of October and then stuff's leaving throughout the month as it goes along but there's like a whole bunch that are available for all of october if you if you're into watching like the andy griffith show halloween episode you know or uh baby daddy whatever that is dick van dyke f is for family that's a pretty funny show that's bill burr's anime yeah i actually i like that a lot i i wasn't expecting to going into it but uh it was it was a lot of fun uh yeah, that's a good show. Or you can watch Fuller House. Oh shit, they got goosebumps. The Fuller oh, House reboot. You're going, you're going down that road. You better watch Power Rangers. Yeah, I was gonna say there's right. Power Rangers goosebumps. Dude, there's like six have a real Hawaii Five O Halloween episode seven. <laughs> well, there were a lot of uh, seasons of Hawaii Five O. Each one better than the previous. <laughs> Even more floral shirts. We can't go without mentioning Trailer Park Boys. They have a uh, good Halloween episode. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was looking at the It's Always Sunny. Yeah, I was there, there's a lot those. of them there. Yeah, those are those are the best and ones. Then, <laughs> oh, Twilight Zone. That's that's like a pretty good Halloween uh, 
Oh, real Ghostbusters. That's time fun. viewing. Showing all together, yeah. And then they got like just general shows in that you can check out that kind of have a horror supernatural theme to them, yeah. like uh, American Horror Story, Bates Motel, Black Mirror. Oof. Bates Motel yeah, is also really fantastic. Yeah, we talked uh, about that. If anybody that like Psycho wants to watch Bates Motel, I, I suggest that. It's a lot of fun. Um, I thought they did a really good Have job. Have you seen uh, Black Mirror? I, I watched like the first couple episodes of the first season of Black Mirror, and it's fucking nuts. Oh it's man, so crazy! You gotta, you gotta check out oh, the third yeah. season. The third season's where it's at. It, yeah, third season's where I'll it's definitely at. Catch That's where up. I started. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, it's just. I'd like, say it's like a te- technological Twilight. Yeah, zone. totally. And then we got iZombie. We had talked about that a little bit before. That's uh, an adaptation from a comic yeah, book. Yeah, it's fun. And we, we said we enjoy it. Twin Peaks, Santa Clarita Diet, Z Nation. There's there's a bunch of stuff on Netflix to check out for your holiday, or well, Halloween viewing pleasure. I don't, I don't know what The Walking Dead is, but that's on there. Does anybody know what that is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been catching up on that. Oh, uh, I, I gave up on that. Really? Come on, don't be a hater. Uh, I'm not a hater, I'm just... What season did you uh, stop watching? Well, I mean, I stopped watching after the first season, and then I picked back up. I picked back up when season three came out, I caught up, and then I watched it, like, up until... uh, The first few episodes of the last season was where I pretty much gave up, but it's not... It wasn't really, like, a a quit and defiance kind of thing. It was just kind of like, I have so many shows to keep up on, and uh, The Walking Dead, like, isn't really doing it for me. Um, but, like, I also okay. found that, uh, like, most people uh, have very poor opinions of Season 2 of The Walking Dead. And since I didn't watch it when it was airing, I binged it on Netflix. And I felt that coming out of it, my opinion of it was stronger than it was if I had watched it week to week. Because, like, that show takes weird, like, yes. dramatic, like, woes. Um, so if you watch it, like, in a binge, then, like, you never have to lose that pace. Uh, so that's kind of part of why I stopped watching it, too, is because that way, whenever it comes out on Netflix, I can just binge it. And I'm still gonna keep up with it, because I love the comics so much, and I just, I love that universe, and I've been watching it for, like, five seasons, so I'm still, you know, somewhat invested in the characters. It's just, there was so much stuff to watch, I just didn't have time for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame me at all. I mean, I fell off with it. Uh, and only just like a week or two ago started catching back up and uh, it when you have to do week to week it's not nearly as like uh, grabbing yeah. like you don't it's not pulling you in as as much as if you can just binge it and watch like all right what happens next what happens yeah, next yeah uh, yeah for sure yeah those cliffhangers are a bitch especially the end of uh what was it season 6 yeah, the, uh, the but that was like a big part of why like I got like upset with the show too because I thought that that uh, the way that they ended that season was you know obviously I see why they did it and like probably from a marketing standpoint it was the right cha- choice but I kind of felt like it just like killed the momentum like they had such killer momentum going that season um, and like yeah. that whole episode that whole episode like was just like one big build up to that moment. And then they finally get that moment, like, just suspense, 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 like, and then they got to that moment, and, like, my heart was, like, actually racing, and then all of a sudden, like, they just, like, it just cuts to nothing, like, you know, it just ends, like, without showing the thing that they were going to show. And then I convinced myself that the reason why they were doing it was because when they came back, 
they would reveal that they were killing somebody else instead of Gwen. And I've been wanting, I've been wanting The Walking Dead to kind of like do something brave, uh, like for a while, because they've just been kind of maintaining the status quo. I mean, we don't want to ruin anything for you. There, there is. It is a little more than just Glenn. I'll say oh, okay. that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I, I was surprised. Because I was going into it with the same idea that you had right there, and then there's a little bit of a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say what you think happens doesn't happen, but more. Happens oh well, I mean, I, well. I've I've seen the episode where Glenn dies. So if you're, are you talking about Abraham? Okay. Yeah, no, I saw yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I do. I forgot about that, so I do have to give credit for that because that was surprising. But I was, I was hoping, I was kind of like crossing my fingers that they would, and this makes me terrible. But I was crossing my fingers that they would like do something really risky and kill like fucking Daryl or somebody like that. Because yeah. what what made Gwen's death so like iconic and effective in the comics is that he was the fan favorite character at the time. And whilst everybody loved Glenn on The Walking Dead because Stephen uh, Yen, or I think, is, is his last name, um, he's a lot yeah. of fun. He's awesome. Um, but, uh, uh, like, Daryl, like, I think is really, like, more the fan favorite character than anybody else. I was hoping that they would kill, like, Daryl because he's the fan favorite and switch it up and have everybody be shell-shocked that way. Uh, I was hoping that they would, like, kill Rick since everybody kind of, like, views him as being, like, kind of the protagonist of the show, I thought it would be really, like, uh, fun and just honestly, like, dramatic gold if they kill Rick and then all of a sudden the show, like, turns heel. And now it's, now it's about Carl Carl trying to survive and, like, you know, kind of fill the roles, the shoes that his father left in keeping the group together and, like, protecting his his, uh, sister as well and, and all of this stuff. So, I mean, you know, I, I was a little disappointed, but I, I do love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It's amazing. Um, so I'm, I am I am going to get back into it. But like I said, I, I'm probably just going to leave it as like a wait until every season goes up on Netflix and then just like binge watch it in a weekend or something. Yep. Yeah, do it, do it like Breaking Bad or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, certain. pretty much. Yeah, because I think that's a lot, of, a lot of the part why I enjoy like – I think that's a big part of why I enjoy a lot of other shows. A lot of the shows that Netflix puts out too is because I can watch them like all at once. You yeah, know, you don't it, have time if, if some of these shows were like week to week, I don't know if they would like work as well. Um, but like, since I can just like sit down and watch them all in one go, and then just kind of like wipe my hands of it, and, you know, it's a good time. Um, right. And it's really nice and convenient. I'm glad that Netflix like has like the the booming like source of original content that it does yeah, oh, constantly, yeah. Like, using, and that they're using all of that budget that they have to give to like more like kind of creative off the wall ideas and you know like things like santa clear to diet and stranger things and stuff like right. that that's a little kind of more outside of like the big budget hollywood kind of uh idea of like what it changes the way be. that people write i'm, I'm yeah. sure oh yeah because well because from what i understand netflix trust its creators from what i understand they're they're involved like very little like they they yeah, you know they, they either buy, they, they either contact product. someone to like make something for them or like they snatch up a development you know that's something that someone has in development and they snatch it up and then they, well, just, they don't like, fund, they don't actually you know. have studios they don't have like netflix studios no yeah no i know that yeah well that's what i mean is that they they contact you know i i think that 
they have like worked in conjunction. Yeah, because they they like had like a contract with Adam Sandler where he was to do like five movies for them or something. So there is some kind of like uh, processes there for them to like get certain people and have them some make sort of content, content for them. Contracts. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so you know it works out really well, and like you know Netflix is oh that's great. Stuff. Like you know all of the Marvel shows we get from that are really cool. Um, I I can't wait for uh, Punisher. Hopefully they like at least announce it soon, put it out. It's gonna be really cool. Uh, there's a horror movie coming out on Netflix this Friday, The Babysitter, I think. Uh, that's okay. supposed to be kind of like a fun, like, 80s uh, uh, horror movie. Oh, yeah. Movie. She's part of, like, a satanic cult or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And she wants to, they want to, like, uh, cannibalize the kid or something like that. Or, like, ritualize the kid or something. Oh, sure. um, yep. But it, I didn't watch a trailer for it, but I know a few people who did on Instagram that posted about it. And um, they all like seem pretty stoked about it, so I have to check it out for sure. Um, nice, there's a lot, a lot to look out for. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, especially you know with it being October and everything, um, things are constantly being pushed out, re-releases of old movies and new movies being put out, and you know all this stuff. I think there's that movie Happy Death Day is coming out in theaters on Friday, uh, where the chick gets killed by the guy in the creepy mask, and then she like. It's a Groundhog's Day. She like keeps reliving it until she can like stop it or something. Um, that looks pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, there's 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 a lot of stuff just always being pumped out. Nice. <laughs> For that's that's the best thing about the horror genre is a lot of it. You know, a lot of these ideas can be executed for cheap and are almost celebrated for being. Ex- it's a very DIY genre. Uh, so there's just there's no end of content because people can just like go out and get a camera and make a shot on video horror flick. That's like half of the VHS clave. Yeah, well, that's true, too. Yeah, they don't even have to go out and get a videotape. I could probably, <laughs> I, I, not even probably, I could definitely take my phone and shoot a video now that would be better quality than if I used, like, a nicer camera back like when I was in DCC. Like, maybe not, like, one of the professional, professional cameras, but still, like, you know, a nicer little DV camera, like, you know, phones shooting like 4k or you know fake 4k or whatever it is now it's crazy <clears throat> it's it's really the technology is just out of control i can't <laughs> it, it, op- it opens it up so that m- more people have access and then you get more content but yeah exactly great. for sure all you have to do is you just have to have an idea you have to have you know you have to have a concept you know you have to have an, uh, the willingness to sit down and flesh that out or just go out with a camera and just kind of wing it every day. A lot of people do that too, I'm sure. Um, or at least I, I know that I know a lot of older uh, like '80s like cheap like shot and video horror flicks were done like that. They just kind of went day by day. Like, oh, wouldn't it be kind of gross if we did this and then we did that? And yeah, why not? We'll kind of all loosely tie it together by this one theme, and it'll just be a bunch of like low budget like horror <laughs> scenes. Um, but go. that's that's fun. Yeah, why not? Go out and do it. That's what I say. I say if people want to go out there and make shitty horror movies, go out there and do it. We need them. <clears throat> Definitely. Well, uh, we gave our audience a lot to uh, check out between all the movies and Netflix shit. Uh, let's give them a little bit more to check out. You you want to give them your uh, Instagram or, or Twitter or anything? You recently blew up on Twitter, getting retweeted by Rick and Morty. <laughs> well, yeah, no, they didn't even retweet me. They posted that photo themselves. Um, oh, okay. So they, 
like this this woman I ran into at the con yesterday. She she like she was with uh, one of the three pickle ricks. Um, that was definitely like you know <laughs> by far there was three of them. Uh, that was by far the uh, uh, like best in quality, and I think that was kind of because he might have like kind of sort of like low key been like the official like pickle Rick, um, because he was with her and she like completely went crazy when she saw me and she saw like how much I looked like him and everything, and she took a picture and then she was like telling me about how awesome it was, and then she like right before she walked away she was like oh yeah by the way you're gonna be on the the Rick and Morty like Instagram story. And I was just like, what? what? Nice. And then I checked, and, like, not only that, but half an hour earlier, uh, they had posted my buddy Kevin, who was doing Hawaiian Rick from the Vindicators 3 episode, um, when he's, you know, blackout drunk and he's got the Hawaiian shirt and everything in the way. Uh, he was doing that, and she had posted him half an hour earlier, so that was cool. I don't know whether or not she ran that account or if she sent it to somebody who did, and he posted it. Either way, but now Kevin's actually like on the full page because the story expired, but he's on the page now, which is really cool. So if you go to the Rick and Morty Instagram page, he's right there. It's one of the most recent posts, I think. You can see him with the blue spiky wig and everything. It's so funny. Um, but then later that night, yeah, uh, it got posted on Twitter, and my buddy, who is an active Twitter user, uh, posted a screenshot to my Facebook. And um, by the time like I got to it like an hour later, it had like like thirteen thousand likes and like all these like retweets and like just like all of these people have seen this like like crazy like last second like no budget like you know kind of like obscure reference cosplay that I put together. My uh, father didn't need me. Which is it's just so fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and you know I, I knew going into it. Uh, that's like one of the things that I like to do with cosplays. I like to go for more of the. Um, like obscure references and and things that are uh, that won't be like extremely popular, but that for the people that it does like jive with, that they'll like be really excited about. Because I know that's my favorite thing about going to these cons is seeing things and just being like, just holy like shit! Like I can't believe someone actually put the effort into making this character. Like this one-off character that appears in one episode for two seconds that I thought I was the only one that thought was hilarious, uh, uh, like, into a costume. And it just works out for me that Tommy was so easy and that I happened to bear a striking resemblance to the character, uh, especially since I don't, I don't sleep a whole lot, so I have the natural bags under my eyes, um, which I found is a big part of the picture looking at it. But, yeah, it was, it's just crazy. Um, but, yeah, that, that's how that kind of whole thing... But the, the, the interesting thing about that is the Twitter is run by Harmon, uh, Royland, and two of the writers. So that means that I think she sent them the picture and one of them posted it. So... Okay. Maybe Dan Harmon or Justin Royland saw that picture. That's kind of cool. That'd be crazy. Um, but either way... I'm it's, sure they have. I'm sure they have. Either way, it's, at, at this point, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure somebody's it's been like... It's gotten 30,000.3 likes. Wow, at this point, yeah. Uh, Earlier when I checked, it was at like 26 or something. Wow, that's crazy. And 4,800, uh, almost 4,900 retweets. Yep. Wow. So that's, that's pretty cool to see that your picture is going out there. Well, want to get, well, I got your uh, your Twitter handle here. It's uh, Seth Pier. I'm going to pr- mispronounce that. How do you pronounce that? Pierce Core. Like, Pierce Core. Like yeah. Seth Pierce Core. <clears throat> And that's P I E R Z K O. Yeah, I don't. 
I'm just bad. I don't. I don't really like use Twitter though. Uh, Instagram is more uh, what I do, uh, and, and that would be um, uh, Seth uh, Anders S E T H A N D U R Z Z, and I I post on there all the fucking time. Uh, concert stuff and yeah, you got a bunch of conventions a bunch of and cool, VHS uh, tapes and stuff up there right now. yeah 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 and I, I saved all of the uh, um, I posted a lot of stuff to my Instagram story of the the Rick and Morty meetup yesterday and I saved all of those videos to my phone before they expired today um, so that way I can nice. as time goes on I have a bunch of stuff I took on my phone that saved to my phone too uh, that you know as time goes on I'll put together little things and put them out because. Uh, that that meetup was like really crazy. Um, nice. But yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Everyone, go check out uh, and follow his Instagram. We got we got some plugs of our own to do here. Check out our Facebook. All you got to do is search American Slacker Podcast. You'll find us. Don't forget to check out our Slackers group. It's American Slackers, and uh, we talk about a bunch of cool shit in there, and it's it's fun. It's like a little rumble pit. It's not a snake pit. No, it's not, not at all. Pit. Not a snake pit at all. It's more like a treehouse with some like badass snacks. <laughs> Don't forget to stop by our Instagram where we post all of our promos, all the artwork for these episodes. You'll find all kinds of shit. Again, American Slacker Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. All of our episodes and bonus episodes and all that content can also be found on YouTube along with the iTunes store. And uh, please go to the iTunes podcast app and give us a rating, five stars or nothing. Tell a friend about the show. That's a good way to spread this love out. Send us an email, americanslackerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Spotify playlist that features all the artists that we have on the show. American Slacker Podcast, and you'll be jamming in no time. Become a Patreon sponsor of the show to uh, get some rewards. We give out shout-outs like you heard at the beginning of the show. You can also ask us a question. We'll add you to our friends list on Xbox. And there's a bunch of bonus content on the Patreon as well. So, patreon.com slash American Slacker Podcast. And also, any animators out there, we're still uh, looking to get in touch with someone to uh, work on some animations that we need for our Patreon. So, get at us about that. Send us an email. Check out our personal Instagrams and Snapchats and gamer tags. You can find me on Instagram at MWG Media, and my Snapchat and gamer tag are Matty G from HP. And you can find me on all of those things at Landers the Plane. Seth, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate having you. And until next time, that's it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>